2: Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 5 Eastern, 12 to 2 Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at FoxSportsRadio.com, or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Boom up, America? Doug Gottlieb's show, Fox Sports Radio. We're coming to you live from the Tire studios. Tire rack.com. we'll help you get there. Unmatched selection, pass-free shipping, free roadhouse protection. Over 10,000 recommended installers. Tire the way tire buying should be. Um, we are on Shohei Watch There's a guy from Dodger Nation who is saying it's over, it's done. Shohei Otani to the Toronto Blue Jays. A guy, one guy, J.P. Hornstra. J.P. used to cover the Angels, by the way. Now he covers the Dodgers for Dodgers Nation. Um, he said, according to, multiple, according to multiple sources who spoke to the Dodgers nation on Friday, the two-way superstar ended the suspense with the most lucrative free agent pursuit in baseball history. Formal announcement expected as early as tonight. The, the exact amount isn't known. But um, it's expected to shatter Mike Trout's record of 12 years, $426.5 million deals with the Angels. Blue's Jays executives have been encouraged throughout the negotiating process, etc., etc., The three finalists are the Dodgers, the Angels, and the Blue Jays. I told you earlier this week that the the people I knew in baseball said that Artie Moreno was telling people close to him he thought they were getting him. So, again, that doesn't mean that, that they were getting him. It's just that they were closer or they felt closer than, I think, public perception would lead you to believe that they are or were or whatever. All right, so that's where we are with it. Again, this is just one guy. The baseball insiders have not have not said anything um, along the same lines. So we don't know. Let's just play a game, though, shall we, uh, Jay Stu and Dan Beyer? Let's play the game of it. what if it is
3: the Blue Jays?
2: Would that make sense to anybody at all?
3: As far as... Uh would it benefit the Blue Jays, you're saying? Well, I mean, the Blue Jays, it'd be great. And for him,
2: you know, financially be great. But I guess, I'm guessing financially it's going to be pretty good uh, everywhere. But in terms of baseball, I don't know. Does
3: that make sense? No, it'd be dreadful. It'd be awful for Major League Baseball. Hmm. Um,
2: okay. Be what great do you for think- Canada.
0: I'll tell you that much. I guess, but do they care? Oh, yeah. I mean, if he, if he came to, yeah, I I think that they would. I think he would give them a reason to care.
2: They are redoing Skydome, by the way. I'm not sure if anybody else is aware of that one. Um, for some reason, that my I have a high-level awareness for things. And Toronto, by all estimations, incredible city, incredible international city. I don't know, but this just goes against so much of what we had thought were the were the things you needed to get Shohei, right? We thought Western, the West closer to Japan that way. Although, I guess, does it really matter? Like, if you're in Toronto, you hop on a plane to go to Japan, as opposed to you're in L.A. or Seattle to hop on a plane. Like, it's not like you can drive there anyway. It's not like you spend a weekend and go like, hey, let's am run home to Japan, I'll be back. Like It's not like Vegas or Oakland.
0: And thanks to TikTok, I've realized that these flight paths are a lot more different than I thought that they were.
2: Um, I agree, but what's the flight path from Toronto to Japan? They go over the
0: North Pole, is that what they do? I would assume so. That's what a lot of these flight paths are doing nowadays. I'm glad you brought TikTok. that up. I'm glad you, so you're as fascinated by that as I am. Yes, yes, ma'am too. And 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 I fully admit, I am not a world traveler. I've yeah. never been on a different continent. So I can't even I've never traveled abroad, so that's what was so shocking to me. But the travel the travel of it, yes, would not maybe not be as As big of a gap as we thought, thanks to the world of TikTok. Were you shocked by what you saw? I was. I was like, wow, you're going over the north. Who knew? Bering Strait.
4: Yeah, totally.
0: No, it's interesting because you you do think, I
2: mean, I guess because there's some sort of magnetic pull, you would think like, does the plane get pulled in by the magnetic pull of the poles? Like, no, it's not actually how it works. Really? Because it's never. That part of science isn't really explained to those of us who are not like science nerds. We're just like, wow, really? I'm I'm with you though. I find out the 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 travel thing. But my 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 bigger point is like this idea that you had to be in the West. Like, do you? Like, really? If you're gonna go to Japan, it's basically an entire day to fly there, and it's not you're not gonna stop. And he's not at the budget spot where he's gonna stop. So, what does it really matter? But we did think you had to win. Now, obviously, it doesn't matter American nationally because of DH or whatever. Um. But it is kind of a nondescript team. I mean it's they've been more successful than the Angels, but there's a lot of angels to it. It's like, yeah, I'm on a good team, I'm the guy, but does anybody actually care about the Blue Jays? And the answer is not really.
3: And can't we um can't we discern over this period this free agency period, can't we say for a fact now that nobody knows anything about the Shohei Otani decision? In other words, You've referenced this uh, flight pattern and distance thing. How do we even know that was a factor? How, how do we know what any factor is? His, his team of people have done an amazing job of keep, keeping this buttoned up from the very beginning. No insider knows what the heck they're doing. It was literally reported today as news that the uh, decision, quote unquote, could be imminent. It's like, that's news? And that's why how out of school this J.P. Hornshaw report is. He he actually reported for the Dodgers, for the O.C. Register. You would think that everybody would have taken note as a cautionary tale a year ago. I think we had we have we've had the one year anniversary of John Heyman saying arson judge to
0: the Giants. That was a disaster <laughs> and horrible for his reputation. It was trending, by the way, arson judge was today. Funny. I think there. You know, it's interesting. Especially off of this last week as well, because of the Zach Wilson report. When we're talking about information, when we're talking about people, John Morosi is a friend of the show, and John Morosi I trust one hundred percent. To Jason's point and his exact words in in John's tweet were according to a source, source he says, Shohei Otani's decision is imminent, possibly as early as today. So imminent would be, to think, would be like end of business day today. Yeah. But John does couch it with the possibly as early as today. It would not shock me in the least for it to be a Friday news dump or a Saturday news dump for Otani, for what we know about this. But it's also the point of, as you mentioned... That and we kind of have two different JPs going at it here, don't we? I mean, uh, so John Morosi is just going to be John Morosi, and JP Hunstra is going to be JP. If you have JP's report, people are questioning that because I don't think that that's where a lot of breaking news comes from. Correct? Is that fair in saying?
2: Yeah. uh, Yes. I mean, like it's it's like like the NBA. You only you only think it's shams and yes and Woj. Um, in Major League Baseball, you think it's um, – what's the
0: guy? Passan, with, Rosenthal, pa- I think uh, Joel Sherman. Uh, Heyman. Yeah, John Heyman as well. Mm-hmm. Nightingale, I know, has kind of gotten a bad rap with some stuff, but he's in on stuff. And John is very, very reputable. Yeah, no question. So,
2: we'll just – we wait and see. Okay, Um if, it was, if, it, if it's the Dodgers, everybody nods their head. If it's the Angels, everybody says, well, he's just comfortable. He doesn't care about winning, right? If it's the Blue Jays, what do we say?
0: It may not have the worldwide pizzazz that Major League Baseball, as Jason said, would be a disaster. But, I mean, you've now just got a whole country on your side. There's got to be something cool with that.
2: Yeah, you have a whole country of Japan and a whole country of uh, Canada. Yeah. Japan and Canada together, kind of like Long Beach and Compton together on this joint. Is that, is that what we're doing? This show is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle on SaveProgressive.com. It is, though, like, you know, it's like you wait for those announcements. We got a big announcement coming. Big announcement coming. You're like, ooh, Dodgers? No. Cubs? No. Yankees? No. Mets? No. Angels, Angels. At least it's in LA. It's a team. No, uh, Blue Jays. Yeah, they, it's it's
0: one. It's a It would be a weird one if it happened. It be would be. One. Yeah, it would be. It would be different. But it's not like Toronto's a bad team. I mean, we no. see them be. I mean, no. But there's lots of teams. that are not bad teams. You'd be like, mm, that's weird. Sure,
2: you know, like if you went to the Twins, you're like, "That's weird. They're good. They were in the playoffs. They actually beat Toronto in the playoffs, right?" And you'd be like, "Mm, "Minnesota, really?" And I get it. Maybe you say, "Hey, it's an international city. Big, you know." I I don't. I don't
0: know. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was was just going to say this. Look at what Texas has done. So you sign Corey Seager, you sign Marcus Simeon. Season doesn't go great. Uh, the year they come in, the next year, guess what? We're also going to bring in Jacob Degrom. Now, obviously, he got injured, but they didn't let up. They acquire Scherzer. And they're making these moves. Next thing you know, they're in the World Series. Bruce Bochy's the man, or Bruce Bochy's the manager. They're in the World Series. They win it. It has been a team that has also shown they. Brought in George Springer. They've not been shy with doing that and building around their core of, you know, Vlad Guerrero and and Bo Bichette and guys like that. Did a deal with the Diamondbacks. Brought Dalton Varsho in. So, there's... They've not been shy in making a deal. So, maybe that's why we shouldn't be surprised because of what they have done. Didn't they... uh, uh, Totally blanking, so I I don't even want to say. But um, just some of the moves that could make you think on why they would do something like that.
2: hmm No, and historically, throughout the years, they brought in gigantic named players. Um, what was the guy, who was it who hit home, all those home runs for them, I don't know, five, six, seven years ago? Was it Batista? Kinda, yeah. Juan gone. What, what? By the way, has any guy ever fallen off the face of the earth faster than Batista?
0: <laughs> we always talk about the Rugged door punch. Yes. He arrived quickly. We did that. He was he was like all of a sudden, boom, he's here. And after what like a 13-home run season, he had 40 or something like that.
2: Yes. Yes. I mean, one of the, one of those careers is like mm, Really? You know, that that was a that was a, you, a, that was a weird one. You
0: know what I'll also say with this though, like I do think that there is a bunch of baseball fans that want him to go to Toronto. They don't want him to go to the Dodgers. Why would you want if, you know, it would again be oh, big market wins again? And so there is something to, I don't want to say one for the little guys, but there is such a haves and a have-nots in Major League Baseball that I do think that this decision by a lot of baseball fans would actually be welcomed because he turned down going back to the Angels and obviously turned down the front runner that is the Dodgers.
2: I'm going to ask you this: You, you you're a big baseball fan,
0: correct? Uh, I'm not as much as like Jason is, really. Okay. Yeah, let me ask. Like
2: my... let, me, let me ask you, Jason. Okay, uh, how many of the starters can you name for the Toronto Blue Jays?
3: No, I can name a lot of them. Uh, they're actually a, a very um, like prevalent fantasy team. No question, because you, you, you got because you got Vlad,
2: you have all their guys. You know, uh, Brandon Belt went there, right? Isn't he there? Brandon now? Belt
3: was there last year. Yeah, they He's got not there now. They got Varsho from the D-backs. They like him in center field. Uh, well, you
2: already mentioned uh, he already mentioned Bo Bichette. It right. um, does. I'm trying to think who else I know.
3: Well, you know who Vlad Guerrero.
2: Know. Yes, yeah. I know Vlad Guerrero, Bo Bichette, Brandon Belt last year, uh, and Matt Chapman. Those are the, those are the guys that I know. Those are the guys that I know. Um, and then I think they had what is, is don't they have Biggio's son too?
3: Seven. Yeah, but yeah. he's bad. He's awful. But he yeah, they, they still have him. Yeah,
2: I mean, I just I just knew him because his name. I, I just remember I was watching a game and I was like, "Is that Biggio's son? Am I that old?" Like, yeah, you're that old. And you know George Springer? Yes,
0: yes, no relation. But that was that like those you know those names that are the point that you know the reason I brought it up. You, they were active. They went out and got Springer. Yeah, no, they spent you know, like, money and yeah. they have
2: a they have a, they have a really good offensive team, right? I just, it's just anyone else would be like, really? I don't know. Really, it could happen. I just, I'm I'm interested to see what happens. All right, we played that little game called What If. Maybe we'll play some What If on the Dodgers. What If on the Angels. What If on some other people upcoming on the show.
4: Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
2: Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Football fans, be sure to tune in to Fox Sports Radio every Sunday, Saturday and Sunday morning, three hours before kickoff, countdown to kickoff, presented by BetMGM. Then walk your way up to kickoff, both Saturdays and Sundays. Hit on all the key storylines. You can listen to Count Daddy Kickoff. Weekend mornings, 9 a.m. Eastern on Saturdays, 10 a.m. Eastern on Sundays on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. This is it. We've got an
0: Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is.
5: Kia, movement that inspires.
1: Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first take You can find me in my studio, hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.
2: Lorena, have you lost your voice? Are you sick? What's going on there, Lorena?
5: Yeah, I lost my voice. Um, I got a cold and then I abused my vocals and still performed all week.
2: You performed?
5: Yeah, I'm in a children's theater traveling group. <laughs> Fun wait, fact. Wait,
2: wait. wait, hold, hold, hold on. Mm-hmm. You're in a children's theater performing group, but you're not a child.
5: No, so we perform for children.
2: Oh, yeah. okay, okay,
5: okay. Yeah.
2: <laughs> okay. Got it.
5: Sounds pretty good, though, right? With the lost voice, it almost uh, works.
2: It does. It's kind of the uh, Phoebe Smelly Cat from Friends sort of thing.
5: Oh, that's a vibe. Okay. Well,
2: do you remember when Phoebe got sick? Yeah. And then she had kind of the bluesy voice and everybody everybody liked it. So then at the very end of the episode, she kissed somebody else who's sick so she can maintain that kind of grovelly voice. Yeah, because you don't want to get rid of it at that point. No, not at all. <laughs> not, not at all. Anyway, um... All right, let's, let's get to the NFL before Mark Dominic joins us. Uh, what a weird night last night in Pittsburgh where I, I took the under just because even though it was a 30-point over under, I'm like, Pittsburgh's offense stinks. The Patriots have no players. And then the Patriots all of a sudden open up an offensive can of whoop-ass and look great. Here's Mike Tomlin on the loss.
5: Where do you guys go from here? What
1: what is the direction? We get ready for our next opportunity next week. Uh, That's what we always always do. Obviously, um, this stings, um, but we'll be back.
2: This stings, but we'll be back. Yeah, that one stings a lot, but they'll be back. A lot. A lot, a lot, a lot. I mean, look, there's so much... You know, Kenny Pickett wasn't good enough. He's hurt, whatever. Then you go to Mitch Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky is the same guy. How about fourth and two, their last possession of the game? They throw it deep. Now, look, if you had zero coverage, maybe you underthrow it so you have a chance of catching it as well as pass interference. But it wasn't zero coverage. I don't believe last Mark Dominic in a second. And oh yeah, by the way, like the thing about Trubisky, we always hear is man. He's really athletic. Like why not allow him the opportunity to run it or throw it for the first down? It was almost as if you're like, you thought Matt Canada was bad. Wait till you see what we got next for you. Huh? And then you get the Patriots. Like, what are you doing winning that game? Do you want to draft in the middle of the first round forever? But Belichick trying to win games, maybe trying to hold on to the job weird night in pittsburgh stug gottlieb show here on fox sports radio mark dominic joins us 20 years in the nfl in front offices scouting you name it he's been the general manager of the Tampa buccaneers he joins us every week L- let's go to last night um that was not an aesthetically pleasing game and then you have pittsburgh with the ball late chance to win it and fourth and two they throw it deep well when you're watching what do you see
4: I think low probability play. I I don't love that because I think what you just talked about to the listeners is, you know, you've got an athletic enough quarterback who can give you an option or can come up with just a different thing. that's a more high percentage play. That's what you're looking for. You know, obviously, you know, people can sit there and say, well, you know, they weren't expecting a deep ball and therefore you get the big play, but. Keep the drive alive. Go with an easier throw, pitch and catch, or move your quarterback outside the pocket and let him decide if he can tuck it and run it. And I think that's what you really wanted to see there. So it was a disappointing look The Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, you know, still above 500, 7 and 6. But, you know, a couple of weeks ago, the AFC North looked like it was uh, world beaters. And now we've got, you know, three out of four have backup quarterbacks, and I think they're all going to fall out of this whole thing.
2: I would have, I would agree with you. I, and I think a lot of it was who they were playing. But then, again, like Pittsburgh played two terrible teams in back-to-back weeks and ended up losing both days. What about the Patriots? Um, you know, Zappi looked terrible against the Chargers, looked good at times last night. What do you think about their offense and their quarterback situation?
4: I think they've got – and, like, I, I think Zappi is probably – Mac Jones, 2.0, 2.1. I don't know if it's better or worse, but it's. I think you've got two number two quarterbacks on that football team, the guys that you can put in the games and you can get through games. You might be able to win some games with those kind of guys, but you're not going to win long-term or consistently. So I think, you know, for Patriot fans, it's kind of like the good-bad. You know, you won, but you moved down in the draft a little bit further where you still had a shot maybe at controlling who you get to select now. You know, you move down a little bit more in the draft, but you're still going to be in the top five, top ten, because they just. they we talked about it, Doug, at the beginning of the season. The Patriots were a bad football team walking into it, and they've proven that they're a bad football team halfway or three-quarters of the way through it, and yet they still beat the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, who banged up a little bit, but also the quarterback is a big part of it. But, uh, you know, again, the AFC has not lived up to the expectations. I think we all had it was before the season started.
2: No, not even... Not even close. It's the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. So many things to get to with Mark Dominick. Uh, Let's go back to last week. The Niners come out and just smack the Eagles. Which team did you learn more about?
4: The Niners. Uh, I still think the Eagles are a good football team and certainly going to be a top, you know, We'll see what happens with Dallas, but I, th- I still think they'll probably win the East. Uh, you know, even though I'm still rooting for internally Dallas, as you know why. But I think the Niners showed that when we're healthy, we're we're as good as anybody. We can beat anybody in the National Football League, and I think they proved that and they did it soundly. And I think that's a bigger statement by the Niners than saying, "Oh, what's wrong with Philly? I don't see it that way. I think that just shows you that you know, again, Kyle Shanahan's system. When they have healthy and they have explosive players, we saw with Debo Samuel what he can do with the ball in his hand. You know McCaffrey. I mean, they just have explosive players everywhere on that football team. And you know on defense, when they you know can keep the pass rush pushing down. And I just think the Niners showed and we could be the best in the NFL. And I think that's a huge statement. It's a huge boost of confidence for them to
2: try to get the number one seed. Um, What about uh, what about Jalen Hurts who? so many, I mean, myself, been effuse in our praise, even though the numbers haven't added up this year, just the ability to find a way to win. Was there anything the Niners exposed on on Jalen Hurts that we didn't previously know?
4: Well, you just got to, I think you have to make Jalen Hurts beat you with his arm. And again, he's got the capability. I'm not trying to beat him up and say, this guy doesn't have arm talent and can't process or anything like that. But I'm saying you've got to take the running element out of Jalen Hurts' game. And I think if you can do that and say, hey, look, just, Go beat us in the passing game. If you go throw for 325 yards and we lose, I'll live with that. But I don't want you to beat us with your legs because we know how dangerous that is. And I don't want you to beat us with your legs down by the goal line. So I think that that's the one thing as you watch the Philadelphia Eagles, you're like, keep him in the pocket, let him throw. And yeah, he's got great players. Devontae Smith can make plays. A.J. Brown can make plays. But make him beat you. Make him throw three or four touchdowns to beat you. Don't let him run the ball. Don't let him run the ball. I think that's the way you try to minimize what the Eagles are.
2: Cowboys this week against the Eagles, how do they match up?
4: Well, I think it's a great matchup. I mean, again, I think for the Cowboys, they're coming off a nice little high of, of what I think they feel like they can be and what they're uh, becoming and, and kind of really kind of finding their way. Deron Bland has really stepped up for that role that we thought, I talked to you earlier this season, I was really worried about losing Trayvon Diggs. Bland has been able to fill the shoes pretty well, and I think that's a huge piece of this puzzle. The offensive line is coming around. I mean, I, I think the Eagles bounce back, but I'm going to pick the Cowboys because I picked them at the beginning of the season to win the NFC, and so because we're getting close, Doug, I got to stick with it and let a, let a, let alone if my eyes say, "Nah," be careful on this one. But I think I think this would be a great matchup. I do think it comes down to a one-score game. Uh, you know, in my heart hearts, probably the Eagles find a way to regroup and get it back together. But I'm going to pick the Cowboys.
2: Still Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, uh, Mark Dominic joining us, of course, former general manager of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, what do you make of the stories at a Buffalo? Right. It, it's mm. weird in that, OK, we've, we've had a defensive coordinator fired. They've had these uneven performances. And then all of a sudden, you got players talking about. Granted, it was a it's a weird story that uh, McDermott made a nine eleven reference in terms of the the the, the terrorists and how they work together. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, but two years later, that seems like I don't know, crazy to think that's like coup d'état, right? Hasn't been fired yet, lost some power trying to fix it, and now you hear this weird story. I don't know. When you hear it, what do you think?
4: Yeah, I think that he's, you know, I think the Pakulas have come out and pretty much said he's good to go for 2024. But I think things have to either change in 2023, and they have control of their own destiny. And, yes, the Buffalo Bills play a tremendously hard end-of-the-season stretch. But if they're a playoff type of team, they're going to have to win four of those five to get to the postseason, maybe three if they beat the right teams. Uh, but I think this is going to be now all hands on deck, kind of watching Sean McDermott through the off season of 2024 and the expectation of the Bills of where they've got to be in the AFC as a number one, number two seed type of thing, and then advancing to at least the AFC championship game. I think because you realize, look, Josh Allen's going to play quarterback hopefully for another decade. But the whole team just in general has gone through a lot of, you know, things, whether it's now it's what's going on with Von Miller, whether it was Stephon Diggs in the offseason, whether it's Sean McDermott, what we're talking about. And so the, from an owner's perspective, you want stability, you want to feel like everything's okay. Like, think about the Pittsburgh Steelers, and yes, it's seven and six, and yes, Mike, but it doesn't, you know, Mike Tomlin has a way to keep his hands on that football team and not let anything come out of there. And when it starts to go bad, he dumps those type of players. I think in this situation, you're. I think the Bagulas are going to be watching again, how this end of the season goes. But he's earned it enough to get another season. And then I think it's a, the spotlight on the Buffalo Bills because this year they're clearly uh, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. They beat themselves, and they're not living up to the expectations that I think any of us had. There's other teams that may not have, but the Bills, to me, were the ones that really should be a level higher than what they are right now. And I think everybody knows that.
2: Okay. Um, obviously, a huge game this weekend matching up with the Chiefs. What do you make of the Chiefs' struggles last week in Green Bay?
4: Well, I think it's more of you know what Jordan loves doing. Uh, I think he's continued to show that, hey, look, you know uh, we might have the guy here. He's, he's suddenly kind of putting the Packers back in the run of, I think they can make the postseason because I think the Vikings continue to fall, and that's going to be huge. Seattle, I think, could fall, and that's going to open up the door for a Green Bay team. So I think it's just as much congrats to Green Bay and all that youth they have on that team to say, wow, they may have something here with, again, a disciple of Shanahan in the same type of system that works really well. But uh, I think for the Chiefs, it's always going to come back to if Kelsey's covered up, who are you going to get the ball to to make plays? And I think that's so inconsistent there and stays inconsistent. I think, again, through the postseason, that could be or that is the Achilles' heel for the Kansas City Chiefs is Kelsey's double-covered. We got to got to make a play, and they, somebody doesn't make a play, and suddenly the Chiefs are at home. So that's that's where I say congratulations, to Green Bay. They're gelling; they're starting to come together. As young as they are, scared for Kansas City because they didn't address it. And you know, Patrick can make players great, but it sure is a lot nicer to have guys you know can make plays around him. And they just didn't do that this offseason.
2: Okay, what about the Packers? Um, if you're the if you're Brian Gunenkunst, you had the good start from Jordan Love, but pretty conservative. Uh, you had four or five weeks where he looked like he couldn't be a starter much longer. And then the last four or five weeks, you're like "Mm, better. Um, They have him under contract for next year, but what are your thoughts on are on 24 and beyond with Jordan love now having seen this much of the season?
4: Yeah, I mean, there's zero. If the agent came to me and talked about like, hey, we, we, you guys want to consider anything? I'd say no, uh, no thanks, not not at all. I need to, you're gonna have to prove it to me more. And he the another full season under his belt, not only to be able to stay on the football field, but to you know take this team further down the road than whatever they end up in 2023. So I think that the, you need more building blocks. I think you need more data, more evidence. Uh, you, you have confidence that you see that he can be the player that you think. I mean, some of those throws this last week off his back foot, you know, being able to sling the ball down the field, you're like, you got to appreciate that. That's that's Rodgers of esque you know, when you saw some of those throws he made against Kansas City. And that's the exciting part, but I think you've got to see another full season. That I wouldn't even consider anything other than that. And I know Gutekind uh, is going to want to prove that I did the right thing. Like, I traded up to get this guy. And I took a lot of heat from everybody doing it, and now he's paying off. But you've got to have the discipline, the self-discipline to say, even though I want to prove everybody right and sign this guy, you don't do it. Did you just say, you got to do it to me for 2024. Then we could talk about the 2025 off season. I,
2: I, I tend to, I tend to agree with you. It's, uh, really kind of fascinating stuff though, in that they, they got him early. And then people are like, why did you re-sign him? Now you're like, well, you know, we got him at kind of a discount for next year. And, um, you know, it, it Jordan Love is a lot like the NFL. Like it's hard to cover week to week. It just is. And he's the he's the kind of perfect example of it. How do you explain the Bengals uh and unleashing Jake Browning? Like how do you explain that?
4: I can't. Jake Browning was a surprise to me too. He hadn't been playing to that level. Uh he almost played, you know, one of those perfect games. It's one of those pitchers you didn't know their name before they came out on the mound and suddenly at the end of the game they're like, Wow, he threw a no hitter and that's that's what Browning did. And, you know, it's whether you can parlay that uh, week after week, not to that level. I don't you know, you've gotta I think you've gotta sit there and say he let his players make plays. And I know Jabbar Chase had a, a, a drop or so that weren't very attractive, but he also had a lot of catches that were he let his players make plays and he just put the ball up there and said, Go go make it happen and then you gotta give Zach Taylor head coach, uh, some credit in terms of, like, hey, look, he's hot. Let's keep feeding the ball. Let's keep throwing the ball. And, you know, can he do that week in and week out? I don't know. But, you know, when you have that trio or you have those two guys uh, right now, but when you have Jamar Chase, you have, you know, Tyler Boyd, um, you've got weapons there that can make plays. And I think that kind of masked everything. Again, I'm going to be a doubting Thomas on this one. Sorry, but I think Bengals fans, that was a fun game to watch it's going to have to show to me two or three times like Jordan Love to say, is this guy really a number two in this league and can back up or can we can win games with him? Because up to this point, when you look at his body of work through the different teams, he's never played to that level, but I'm happy. I mean, maybe, you know, maybe they've found a way to really get the best out of him and he's grown into a confidence level that is different than he's ever had before.
2: Awesome stuff. Mark, incredible information as always. Hope you're having a great holiday season. Thanks so much for joining us on Fox Sports Radio.
4: Doug. Thanks for
2: having me on. Enjoy the games too, buddy. Uh, You you as well. That's Mark Dominic. He joins us every week. He makes you smarter, makes me smarter as a football fan with his 20 plus years in NFL front office has been a general manager, of course, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers.
4: Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern noon Pacific.
1: There are some things that are too good to keep
5: a secret. Like how your Amex platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
1: What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first take.
2: Mm -mm -mm -mm. Game Time is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, boat, RV, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save. Progressive.com. Let's
0: get to Game Time!
2: This is Game Time.
0: It's Game Time.
2: On the Doug Gottlieb Show.
0: Dan by what do you got? Doug, the game today is? Psychic. All right, Psychic. Will we see Mike Tomlin coach against Bill Belichick again? Nope. No, it's going to be it, huh? Yep. I think they're both going to continue
2: coaching. I don't think Belichick continues coaching with the, uh, with the New England Patriots. Um, I'm not sure on Tomlin. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't think he will coach again. Uh, they'll coach against each other.
0: You don't think that the stars will align that way? Sure. Fair enough. And there is, uh, I don't believe that the Steelers have the Patriots even on the schedule uh, next season of opponents. Uh, Could be, depending on how standings fall into place. But right now, not a scheduled opponent for next season, if they were to stay in their places. Psychic, will the Monday Night Football doubleheaders be a thing of the future? Because we have another one here in Week 14. Uh, yeah even though um, it's not like a I, true double header they're playing at the same
2: time But I I, th- I think this, the future is here this is going to be it this is how we're going to live and yeah I, I yes it will, we'll see more of it uh, I don't know if the experiment has worked ratings wise the way they want but I don't think it's a one year plan I think this is the future and it's now and this is how it's going to be
0: I just think it's really funky I mean it is funky. Titans, Dolphins, Packers, Giants. I think you know their hope was that Packers Giants is the marquee game, and maybe Titans Dolphins ends up being more exciting. Although Green Bay's got a lot to play for for sure. All right, psychic. Will Zach Wilson be better than he has been this Sunday when they take on the Houston Texans? Um,
2: better than he has been. Boy, that is a comp. That is a loaded. I mean, he's been bad, so he just has to be like decent. Yeah. Is that what you want?
0: Hmm. Hmm. or will this whole situation maybe just drain any remaining goodness out of Zach Wilson
2: I, I just don't I don't think he's very good I don't think he's super confident and I don't think they're any good either they can't protect him I think the Texans are pretty good and the Texans are trying to make the playoffs so it's not like there's any let up there
0: uh, I think no he will not be better than he's been He'll All right. be who he's been Okay, psychic. Will the Rose Bowl be Jim Harbaugh's last game as Michigan head coach? This on the heels that the school is preparing a fifty-five million dollar extension for the head coach. But will this be the uh, last? Will the Rose Bowl be Jim Harbaugh's last game as Michigan head coach? No, no, absolutely not. Okay, he's he's going to be there for Hmm. that. That's going to be the his last job, I believe. Couple of ways that you could have taken that as well. It could be like, well, they're going to beat Alabama and play in the national championship game. It's, oh, yeah, yes. But uh, I think was, I do think they're going to beat Alabama. Hmm. Okay, Jason Stewart, you caught that little. Uh, yeah, I, I, slide I did. In I, there? I
3: caught that Ohio State bias. Uh, I didn't want to. <laughs> I didn't want to sell it
0: out, but. Uh, I think we're all in agreement in saying "roll tide," right? Uh, just kidding, uh, not really. But well, they're, they're America's team. <laughs> they are, uh, yes, they are. Uh, everybody rallies. I mean, look at all the hardships they've had to go through this year. I mean, some of those ticket prices that Connor Stallions was paying were just absurd. They were I mean, really yes. Inflation they, is Just crazy. Right? You're, I mean, trying crazy. Spy, you're trying to spy. You're trying to spy, and all of a sudden you're up a running up a bill. That's a hard thing to do. All the Central Michigan gear they had to buy as well? Well, geez. Uh, Psychic, where will Marvin Harrison Jr. finish in Heisman balloting on Saturday? He's the only wide receiver. There were three other quarterbacks. They're in the top four. Where does Maserati Marv finish in the voting? Uh, Of the guys that are there, he finishes fourth. Okay, so you think fourth. Yeah. Those are the top four vote getters for every.
2: Those... And, and look, you watch every snap of Ohio State football, okay? So you're the perfect guy to talk to. Like, I think he's, you could make the argument he's the best player in the sport. I don't have any, and no, but he didn't have that dominant a year. He just didn't. Um, some of that is he was constantly double teamed. Some of it is pretty obvious they didn't think his quarterback was great because that's why he's in the transfer portal. Um, and that is then, correct. And then yeah, there's a couple drops. There's a couple times when he just he wasn't doing much. And it's hard as a wide receiver. Like yeah, I this one is is truly built on everyone respects him and thinks he's awesome. But in no way should he win this award.
0: I think he'll finish third. I think okay. he ends up coming in third ahead of who? Uh, I believe probably Bo Nix. I think really? that Jane Daniels wins it, and I believe that uh, Michael Penix. Finishes his second, and but Bo Nix had a great he year. Did. He did, but I don't I, think like, a lot of like people. I think voted. Marvin
2: Harrison Jr. is a better player at his position, like a more. But Bo Nix had a better year. That's that, that's my only logic behind
0: it. I think a lot of people waited to vote after Championship Saturday. And yeah, and it so, wasn't great. That that was the first game with Bo Nix was not great. He that one pick he threw was just bad. And and it's not even a, it's not even a reflection of his season. It's just more of. The most the recency bias yeah, recency where you bias. are, and yep. I and I think that that loss again to Washington completely eliminated Nicks from any contention, and I think people will drop him down. Uh, plus, you could have him in Penix in that region, maybe splitting some votes as well. So I think that could be uh, sure. something. Um, all right, and that's uh, that's game time. That's game, huh? Game this
4: is game time on the Doug Gottlieb Show. So if
0: you listen to the show, at the end of the
2: show, you can go to, uh, you can check out today's show in podcast form. Plus, you can check out our bonus hour. Just search Doug Gottlieb wherever you get podcasts and also make sure to follow, rate, review the podcast. Again, search Doug Gottlieb wherever you get your podcasts and you'll see the show posted and the bonus hour posted as well. Coming up next, how do you explain LeBron? Find out on the Doug Gottlieb Show.
5: it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.